1953, the Browns left St. Louis and became the Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore, Maryland, city of enthusiastic baseball fans whose eagerness for participation in major sports has been rewarded with an American League ball team that's the fastest-growing club in the majors today. This great city has shown its genuine affection and enthusiasm for the Baltimore Orioles. Who could have known that a year later, in 1955, an 18-year-old from Little Rock, Arkansas, would put on an Oriole uniform for the first time and go on to change that franchise's history and completely redefine a position? Play by Robinson. Look at oh, great day in the morning. What a play. I'm Mike Kozer, and welcome to a bonus edition of the Lost Ballparks Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Jack Buck with Carl Erskine at Municipal Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri. From Sunny Shy Park in the city of Philadelphia. Brought to you direct from Kaminsky Park. So we have action at Ebbets Field, Brooklyn. And there's always action here. Across the field in Cincinnati, Ohio. Greetings, baseball fans. This is Mel Allen greeting you from Yankee Stadium in New York City. Sunny day here at Tiger Stadium. The wind blowing straight in from right field. Well, friends, here we are back at the Polo Grounds in New York City. So pull up a comfortable chair. If you want to take your shoes off, go ahead. Wiggle your toes, and we hope you'll have a cold shaper or two throughout the evening. Brooks Calbert Robinson Jr. was an 18-time All-Star. Batting sixth and playing third base from the Baltimore Orioles, Brooks Robinson. Robinson was a two-time World Series champion both in 1966 and 1970, winning the World Series MVP in 1970. Here is Brooks Robinson, and Brooks, everyone tells me that you're going to be the player of the 1970 World Series. Any uh, comments? No, I'm just glad it's over. It was a great series, and things just really broke great for me. And I tell you, it took 25 of us, and uh, this group worked together and played together and, uh, all year, and it's great to be number one. A 16-time gold glove winner from 1960 all the way through 1975. This, this guy's in another world. I mean, he's unbelievable. A member of Major League Baseball's All-Century team and a 1983 inductee into the Baseball Hall of Fame. I've been trying to get Brooks Robinson on the podcast since the very first day I started doing the podcast. So you can imagine my surprise on Thanksgiving Day. Yes, on Thanksgiving Day, I got a message from the greatest third baseman in baseball history. Hey, Mike, Brooks Robinson here. Yeah, I know. I couldn't believe it either. I mean, this is Brooks Robinson leaving me a message. Hope you're doing well. Staying safe. I'm trying to. 85 and doing fine, really. For a kid like me who grew up admiring Brooks Robinson, wanting to be like Brooks Robinson, thinking I could play third base like Brooks Robinson, getting a message like that, there's no words to describe it. And I knew that at 85, I wasn't going to have the benefit of being able to talk with him for 30 or 45 minutes like I try to do with most of our guests and really do a deep dive into their career and go ballpark by ballpark and what the idiosyncrasies were of certain ballparks. I knew I'd have time for just a couple of questions. So the first thing I wanted to know is a question that I start a lot of our guests with. Do you remember the first Major League Baseball game you ever attended? Well, I lived in Little Rock. Right. I didn't see a big league game until I joined the Orioles. In 1955, right out of high school, I just took a little trip with them. I couldn't play because I was going to York, Pennsylvania, but I got to play at the end of the year. But that was my first big league game. I roomed with Hoot Evers. What a wonderful guy. Hoot Evers, one of the great names in, in baseball history. So, he, yeah, he was an outfielder for the Orioles, and I think he was in Baltimore for just 1955 and then part of 1956. So the first Major League games that you actually saw, you were in uniform playing for the Baltimore Orioles as an 18-year-old. What cities were some of your first games in? I went to uh, Cleveland and Boston, 
So that meant that the first Major League Baseball games that Brooks Robinson ever saw were in 1955 at Municipal Stadium in Cleveland and Fenway Park in Boston. And, of course, I was curious. Did you play? Didn't play. I couldn't play. But anyway, it was a great experience for me. So then you spend most of the first part of 1955 down in Class B ball in York, and uh, you get the call to come up to the big leagues. When did that happen? I came back at the end of the year. Okay. And I got to play. And I'm sure you remember Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, September 17th, 1955. The first of many times to come where you would run out of the dugout to your spot at third base. Your very first game as a Baltimore Oriole. Do you remember how you did? My first game, got two hits, knocked in a big run against the Washington Senators, and I was flying high. After that, I went 0 for 18, and I learned that it was going to be a a tough road to hoe. And what did you think of Memorial Stadium? Memorial Stadium was a wonderful ballpark. It was a pitcher's park. Yeah, your former teammate, Tim Palmer, who was on in season one of the podcast, talked about how much he loved to pitch at Memorial Stadium, especially uh, early in the year. And the great thing is, at the scoreboard and to the right of that, you had row houses. It was a pretty good place to pitch in April because the row houses were partly brick and white. And I remember when Rick Dempsey <laughs> got traded. Of course, you know, we had 420 game winners in 71, 3 and 70. And when Rick came over from the Yankees in 76, he said, you can't see. We need to we need to get a hitting background out there. And, and somebody said, Denver, don't you know the Orioles win with pitching? So until, <laughs> the, until the trees grew in, probably in the middle of May, it was a pretty good place to pitch. No doubt Palmer, Cuellar, McNally all love to pitch there. But the ballpark on East 33rd, was not the easiest place to hit, as Brooks Robinson would attest. I wish it was a hitter's park, but we had some good team and had a lot of fun. Nobody would argue, Brooks, that you are the greatest third baseman in baseball history, and what a privilege to have you on the Lost Ballparks podcast. Good luck to you. So it was a pretty easy response as we were going around the Thanksgiving table talking about things that we're thankful for. (laughs) And someone said, Dad, what are you thankful for? Obviously, I'm thankful for my wife, my kids, our health, but uh, pretty thankful that I got to hear from Brooks Robinson on Thanksgiving Day 2022. I'll never forget that. What a career. What a third baseman. I still go back and watch highlights of what he did in the World Series in 1970. I think about how many extra base hits he took away from Johnny Bench and all the other great players of that Cincinnati Reds team. Truly one of the all-time greats, one of the all-time great guys, too. A quick reminder, the premiere of the Lost Ballparks podcast, Season 4, is January 4th. Hope you'll make plans to join us. Producers of the Lost Ballparks podcast are Manny Zavlakis, Briggs Buckingham, Mike Dunn, Xavier Guerra, and Michael Orman. Thanks again for listening. Looking forward to being back with you in the new year.